the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. On the weekend, when I come in, I tend to uh, inundate my producers with a tremendous amount of clips from the weekend. And it's true, there were many, many a political atrocity. But the one that is the biggest in my mind, well, it's hard to say biggest because uh, the pay-to-play scheme that we're pretending is the Ukraine, where we're sticking up for Ukraine. God save Ukraine. All that nonsense where they're just reaping the rewards of bribing Joe Biden and the rest of the Democrat mafia. But who else reaps the rewards of bribing Joe Biden and the Democrat mafia? The labor extortionists that pretend to be union presidents. Oh, it's true. They robbed the working man far worse than any business owner, any capitalist system of meritocracy can ever do. Because they are the traitor to the working man. They're called the union hierarchy. And my favorite are the short-in-the-pants Irishmen. Yeah, you're my favorite. With the sexually frustrated wives and the big walking around money. You know guys like Sean O'Brien. UPS feeder driver makes 35000 If you don't know your facts, then maybe you should. Oh, I, I know him because I negotiate the so contract. So I say, I say one thing to you. What do you bring for that salary? No, no. What do I bring? Yeah, what, do you, what, do you, what job have you committed or have you, have you uh, uh, started? What job have you created? One job other than sucking the paycheck out of some other body, somebody else that you want to say that you're trying to provide because you're... Now, by the way, this uh, politician has since challenged this meathead to a one-on-one cage match. But the meathead, like the rest of those pretend half-ass gangsters, they're not good at fighting one-on-one. They like to bring seven, eight, nine guys all with pipes to a fight. When it's one-on-one, Sean O'Brady cowers like the coward that he is. But he had his salary wrong. In the beginning of this clip, he said you make 549000 Wrong. This guy makes $722,000 a year. Now, there's a reason I'm discussing this. Because these are the scum that leverage the working man to shut down the economy and affect each and every one of us. And that is happening today. A new warning this afternoon about a possible UPS strike. Not only could it impact your deliveries, but a new report shows a 10-day strike could cost the U.S. economy more than $7 billion. That could make it the costliest strike ever in U.S. history. ABC's Jay O'Brien has more. With contract negotiations stalled between shipping giant UPS and the Teamsters Union, fears a potential strike could hit small businesses hard. We, we ship. We ship a lot. Maggie Kalpin. Not only small business, all business and all people. And this is coming at a time 
when commercial real estate has $3.5 trillion in debt and the highest delinquency levels in recorded history, much like the American people. But according to these lying rat Democrats, it's happy times. We're very uh, happy to see some breathing room for American households. 12 months in a row of year-over-year inflation decelerating. Uh Jared Bernstein is a failure in the real world. This moron failure lost $1.5 billion of a college slush fund. And his penalty for this is he's became arguably one of the most powerful people in the American economy today. Jared Bernstein is making it so that the average man goes down to welfare levels. And at the same time, they increase welfare. That is the trick. And the profiteers of this are the extortion mafia hierarchy, where this imbecile, this short-in-the-pants fraud, makes $722,000 a year, pretending to care about the working man, the very working man he robs. Forcing them to pay dues? And no, we don't force them. Senator, you've asked the You're question. out of line. Let him answer Actually, the question. Actually, I have it. And don't tell me I'm out of line. You are out of line. Don't tell me I'm out of line. Well, you, you, you frame, don't tell me. You I'm frame, frame, you frame, you frame third, the statement. You frame the statement like a tough guy. Yeah. Because you don't know you're what you're talking about. You're going to tell me to shut my mouth? Yes, yeah. I did. Hold it. Yeah. Hold it. You frame the statement like a tough guy. No, no, no. He's telling the facts. You scum make 722000 a year pretending to stick up for guys who make 35000 a year and you don't let them work unless they join your organized syndicate. And then when you have the people in power, you make the rest of the country pay, right? Half-ass gangster? Owner of gourmet gift basket store Nibbles and Bits says a strike would throw the thousands of packages she ships through her local UPS store into upheaval. I'm nervous. A lot of the time we're locked in for free shipping because we order in such bulk. This was the problem why UPS should have fought this battle in the early stages. They should have done what Amazon did and lock out these gangster labor extortion mafia members. And then you get to pay the people on how much they work. So you could take the money that is stolen by the workers and given to this upper echelon of corruption called labor union hierarchy. And you could have given it to the actual good workers instead of dealing with their moron cousins who at Thanksgiving have to have a cork on their fork so they don't poke their eye out. Just take a look at some of these Irish families and, and Thanksgiving. All union members, all hierarchy. Tough guy. I'm not Senator, afraid of physical. Senator, Senator hold it. But don't sit there and tell me I'm out of line. Senator, you made a statement. You asked the question. I didn't. Ask- and look who's involved. The only politician admitted to being a communist prior to being elected. And this is the problem with these Democrat areas, because in these Democrat areas, they have the absolute audacity and arrogance of failure and corruption. And they call themselves normal. Forgive me to address this before I got here. And I know it's only July, but the appropriations markups, that process seems to be getting started. And I'm wondering how concerned you are that Republicans might not be holding up their end of the bargain on the spending levels that were set during the debt ceiling conversations that we could find ourselves in shutdown territory come later this fall. Extreme MAGA Republicans in the House are determined to shut down the government unless we as Democrats agree to their ransom demands, which include. Is it funny when the Marxist mafia pretends to be the hostage rather than the kidnapper like they are in the unions as they threaten on the same day to shut down the supply chain, UPS delivery systems? To not just small businesses, but to people. And that explains why nobody wants to talk about the real elephant in the room. The dollar sucks. 
the fact that we have what was considered completely outrageous even three years ago, leaders of countries in Southern Africa and South America speaking out and saying, we don't want to use the dollars anymore. I mean, that is a very significant change in sentiment. What happens on the trade side if we continue to see this trend of countries making bilateral trade agreements and not using the dollar as an intermediary? I think that that will happen. I can't believe Of course it'll happen. That's Bloomberg. And that's why you're hearing idiots like John Carrier, Keon, Jean-Pierre, Sideshow Bob, moron, affirmative action, dimwit, talk about the greatest threat to everybody is climate. It's so hot. It's almost as hot as it was in the 90s. Or almost as hot as it was in the 70s. You know, like when the Son of Sam was around. Almost as hot as the Dust Bowl. Nah, not quite that hot. All of those years, we didn't have heat indexes. But you just ask a Democrat. Given all that great economic news, why isn't it benefiting the president when it comes to getting credit from the American people? Because the American people know he's full of dung. The American people are aware of reality where the Democrats never have to be. They're like labor union presidents. They don't know how they got their money. They just hope it never stops flowing. When you walk around downtowns in America right now, they are empty. In particular, these office buildings downtown, workers have not come back to the office yet. Office occupancies are still 50% below pandemic levels. And that's now causing a big issue in the economy because it's causing lots of defaults on commercial mortgage-backed securities. The owners of these office buildings are going into default, giving the buildings back to the landlords. And there's nearly $3 trillion in commercial mortgage-backed security debt that's owned by banks. And that debt is now going bad. And it's not only office buildings. It's also retail strip centers where the default rate's over 10%. It's hotels where there's a very high default rate. In 2023, what this means for you, you're going to see more of these banks cut back the lending, which is going to cause job losses and the recession to get worse. The people who are thinking that this recovery we're seeing in stocks and housing is legit, they don't know what they're talking about. They're not paying attention to this CMBS crisis that's hitting America's downtowns. It's hitting the commercial property market, and it's going to cause the banks to trigger a crisis. So what do you do? If you're the Marxist mafia and you're trying to lie and make it plausible, you build the welfare rolls quietly. You double the benefits to be a bust out and not want to pay your loans back. Thousands of loan holders got the news they've been waiting for on Friday. The Biden administration says it'll wipe out their student loans, totaling more than $39 billion in student loan debt. That's about $50,000 per borrower. And critics are livid. They call the move a backdoor around a Supreme Court ruling last month. Doesn't matter. That's what Democrats do. They lie and they cheat and they steal from everybody. Let's go to the liar. Here she is. Manhands, bow to your Chinese overlord, Yellen. Still lots of job openings, but Mm -hmm. uh, wage growth is moderating and inflation is uh, subsiding. So I think we're in a good path on the United States. Happy days are here again. And then what happens when there tends to be a blur? Well, it won't be the union's fault. Oh, no, no, no. I'm an optimist. Literally, food production for an entire continent could implode. Water is already diminishing. Last year, the Rhine River was down to inches. You're seeing glaciers that are now absolutely predictable as to when they will be completely gone. There are dire predictions now about how that's moved forward by about 30 years. It is vanishing. Parts of the Earth are warming much faster than other parts of the Earth. The Arctic, for instance, is warming four times faster than the rest of the Earth. It was just freezing when Spock was alive. What the hell happened? And then if that gets too shaky, well, 
We could go one of two things. We could bring back COVID. No one asked where the first one came from. Nobody really cares. But or, or, or we could start World War III and pretend we're patriotic. Thanks, Jen. Um, there are reports of illegal cluster bombs and vacuum bombs being used by the Russians. Uh, if that's true, what is the next step of this administration? And By the way, this is when Jen Psaki had the job just a year ago. But what I like is the way they know they can lie. Exactly the opposite of what they said a year ago. And the moron Democrats, they don't care. They just want more money in their check. Is there a red line for how much violence uh, will be tolerated against civilians in this manner that's illegal and potentially a war crime? It is. It would be. I don't have any confirmation of that. We have seen the reports. Uh, if if that were true, it would potentially be a war crime. The president made the... Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, Red, if it's a war crime for Rutan Tutin Putin, why not for the senior center you call Washington, D.C.? The Green Room. For Cocoon, part four. What about these old bastards? They get away with anything? Decision to send cluster munitions. They are banned in so many places around the world, including most of our allies. Why send them to Ukraine? Simple. This is about keeping Ukraine in the fight. You were just there. So then they lost. So then they lost. Without the bombs that are illegal, without the military from America, they lost. You talked to President Zelensky about the counteroffensive, and in some ways it's, it, it's not going as, um, as fast as he would like. Manner that's illegal and potentially a war crime. It, is, it would be. I don't have any confirmation of that. We have seen the reports. Uh, if, if that were true, it would potentially be a war crime. And that's why Joe Biden was paid by the Communist Party to break the American economy, to start World War III, to weaken our nation. And that's why the Marxist mafia participates in this lie because they too profit from it just ask a teamster boss you're out of line let him right? answer Actually, the I question have it. No, don't tell me i'm out you are of line don't tell me i'm out of line well you you, you frame, don't tell me i'm you frame you frame you frame the statement you shut your guy. mouth yeah because you don't know you're gonna what tell you're me to shut about. my mouth yes yeah. i did hold it yeah. hold it yes, tough guy i'm not no, afraid no. of physical no, no, no. Don't hold it but don't sit there and tell me i'm out of line we hold greedy ceos like yourself accountable you're greedy ceos CEOs don't make 722000 and have working men pay for their cars and their side action and their hotel rooms and their meals. CEOs make money, you bald bust out. Call me a greedy CEO. Oh, yeah, you are. You want to attack my salary, I'll attack you up. Here, what did you ahead. make? What did you make when you owned your company? When I made my company, I kept my salary down at about uh, 50000 a year because I invested every penny into it. Okay. All right. You mean you hid money? No, communist. He's a man. And you're a leech. He's a capitalist. And you're a roach. He's an American. And you're a traitor. And that's why you stick on the traitors. Joe Biden, he's your man. If he can't do it, nobody can. Let's destroy America, you trading bastards. 312-642-5600. Smoke cigars and live free on the Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. At a certain point, you're going to have to realize why unions prior to Joe Biden in the real world, in the real economy, were at the lowest mark since their implementation of communism in this country. Oh, and I get the same thing. They're responsible for the weekend and the working man and the poppycock. Poppycock. They haven't helped anybody but the hierarchy who have managed to carve out a bureaucracy 
in the wage department between the, the worker and management for billions of dollars. And they steal your fracking money constantly. That's why I was a terrible union member. And I've been a union member a bunch of times. And I was terrible at it. Because the idea of these idiots got to hold all the cards, make all the rules, and drive around and look for restaurants, that didn't sit well with me. But I always felt I could work my own way, cut my own deal, and become better than anybody whose ass I had to kiss or pretend it wasn't anything but organized syndicate. As they tell you who to vote for. Toughest guys on the planet, union guys. And they tell you who to vote for. And what happens when you don't abide by them? Oh, you don't get the job the business agent puts his cousin on and we pretend that's normal? So I have nothing in common with the Sean O'Briens. And he's done nothing for my country. Nothing. As he threatens to cripple it. And that's normal. That's when every single one of them should be fired instantaneously. Amazon, not unionized, right? I don't think they are. Oh, they are in New York. Why? It's a mafia town. And O'Brien is the third generation mafia member. You could trace his grandpappy back to rubbing the inner thigh of Jimmy Hoffa. Another crook. Dave, Buffalo Grove. Yeah, hey, Sean. Love your show. Every every single thing going wrong in this world is because of one thing and one thing only. Politicians, all right? I couldn't agree more with you. Republicans. And the, people need to wake up with this World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab was never elected into any, any office by anybody, but yet we've got world leaders that flock twice a year to listen to this guy talk about we're us eating bugs, we're going to not own anything and like it. Dave, and they control the Europe because the unions have a stronghold on employment. That is how Europe well, stays I'm, compliant. And the reality well, is, that's why Joe Biden stole the election, was it helped to steal the election. He's delivering. Joe Biden is delivering on the corruption he was bribed for. He is an asset exactly. of enemies foreign and domestic. And Sean exactly. O'Brien and the Teamsters, they're enemies of this country. They're not here for exactly. I know, and everybody, oh, man. listen to me. I'm, I, I have a long legacy with unions. And I'm here to tell you how it operates is different than the sales pitch. Kind of like the FBI. Totally. It operates under one sales pitch, but it practices like the KGB. And Dave, I'm tired of pretending it doesn't. I'm tired of pretending it's legitimate. Director Ray, in light of information provided to us about the FBI's investigation of the January 6th pipe bombs, in an interview with Assistant Director Stephen Duantuano, Chairman Jordan and I sent you a letter a month ago. Some of the information that we found in that interview was that phone data that could have helped to identify the pipe bomber was corrupted, was unusable. Uh, He also wasn't sure who found or how the second bomb was found at the DNC. Do you know how the second bomb was found at the DNC? Did you even know this happened, the two pipe bombs? Did you know how they found it? It's a miraculous story. Next to finding the passport at the, on, the, on the sidewalk of September 11th, of the, of, the, of the guy in the airplane, in the cockpit, next to finding that passport, these pipe bombs are a miraculous example of FBI, all kinds of government bureaucracies' abilities to enforce the law. Hey, and, and when do you plan on answering our letter? Well, as to the letter, I, I will uh, work with the department to make sure we can figure out what information we can provide. As you know, this is a very active, ongoing investigation, and, and there are some are. restrictions on that. But we, yes, we can handle classified information. Hey, when the IRS asks you for all of your tax papers, can you say this is an ongoing work 
career, and I don't have time to answer your questions or your letters. I think we should all try that. We fund your department, and so you need to provide that. It's not, respectfully, it's not an issue of classification. It's an issue of commenting on ongoing criminal investigations, which is something that by longstanding department policy we are restricted in doing. And in fact, the last administration actually strengthened those policies partly That's because... That's not our policy, though, and we fund you, so let's move on. I could, do you know how the second pipe bomb... Do you, can you tell us how the second pipe bomb was found at the DNC? I, again, I'm not going to get into that here. 900 days ago is when this happened, and you said you had total confidence we'd apprehend the subject. We've found video that looks like somebody, a passerby, miraculously found this pipe bomb at the DNC and then notified the police. Miraculously, I say, because it was specifically the same, the precise time to cause the maximum distraction from the events going on at the Capitol. Can you show this video that we have, please? I'd like to know if the director has seen this. I got 500, says the guy that found the pipe bomb is a teamster. Anybody want that action? This is somebody with a, with a mask on, wearing a hat. They're walking in front of the DNC, which is out of the view on the right-hand side. You'll see him come into view. He goes to one police car. He goes to another police car. He's holding a backpack. He's got a mask on. He's talking to the He had to hurry. He was on break, and they only get like 75 minutes for a break. Police. And within a minute, they start scrambling. You'll see the camera turn to the pipe bomb, the location of the pipe bomb. By the way, that's, a, I believe, the Metro police are now getting out of their car. And that's... It's because they uh, know him. Vice President-elect's detail in the black SUV, I believe, parked about 30 feet from the pipe bomb, eating lunch. The president-elect's detail, 30 feet from where the bomb was found, probably not by a registered Democrat or a municipal union worker. No. Okay, now we go over to the location of the pipe bomb. The cameras are scrambling. It, it appears to me that that's not a coincidence, that the person with the backpack who walked by that bench and then went up to the police uh, and the detail didn't, it, didn't do that accidentally. They had a purpose in mind, and that what transpired after that was the result of information. That- oh, you better stop putting those dots together. You'll be called a conspiracy theorist. Oh, you must be down the rabbit hole. How about just aware? This is an organized mafia, traitors to this country, whether they're the Chinese Communist Party, the Ukrainian government that was involved killing its people that we're now supporting. And yes, they celebrate Stefan Bandera Day. Or it's a victim of absolute collusion to destroy the way of life in America. 312-642-5600. Constitutional rights of the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. I hope you didn't expect me to talk about Ray Epps because we talked about that government asset two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago, I don't know if I was the only, but I know... I never bought for one second an insurrection without a weapon. Never. The only person killed on January 6th was a patriot by the name of Ashley Babbitt. I think he was in the Union, wasn't he? That guy? Sure he was. The assassin? Yeah, in the Union. So to think that uh, Ray Epps, I think, we, how many times did I say it on this show? Who was, where is he? He was getting paid off. And now there's enough attention on him. Ooh, let's protect him. How do you protect him? 
with a phony indictment. This is what they've been doing. I think they give Sammy the bull. Wasn't he indicted? Wasn't Valachi indicted? It's just to protect an asset. That's all it is. Nice. Thank you. Director, I'm going to follow up on my colleague from uh, Memphis. Uh, How many individuals were either FBI uh, employees or people that the FBI had made contact with were in the January 6th uh, entry of the Capitol and surrounding area? So I really need to be careful here talking about uh, where we have or have not used confidential human sources. Was there- were there more or less than at the at the phony militia that you guys put together in Michigan? Did you have more? Because you had, what, about 50% of those militia members were FBI agents. Were there more? And did you really find a passport on the sidewalk? Sure you did. One or more was there one or more individuals that would fit that description on January sixth that were in or around the Capitol? I, I believe there is a uh, a filing in one of the January. Did the, did, the, did the assassin that shot the defenseless hundred and twenty pound woman in the neck? Did he get a bonus in his retirement, like he was a Teamster president? Six cases. I mean, if you're going to ask can- question that he's going to deny, we might as well have fun. Provide a little more information about this, and I'm happy to see if we can follow back up. The I, I just want that. an yeah. answer. Was there one or more? I mean, you would know if there was at least. You know, what were they afraid of when Ashley Babbitt got through the door? Did they think she was like Charlie Chan? She was going to she was going to give them everybody an ass kick. And what did she think was going to happen? One individual who worked for the FBI who, who entered the Capitol on that day. Uh, I can't again, I just can't speak to that here, but I'm happy to get the court filing. Look, that look, it's been that two years. And you're now you're now come before us. The gentleman asked these questions. This is why, by the way, they charged Ray up because even even Democrats, even those mopes are starting to figure it out. Aren't you mopes, mopes, whatever. Makes all kinds of insinuations and you you nod your head. Yes. And then I ask you simply, was there one or more? And you won't answer that. So I'm going to make the assumption that there was more than one more than. Hey, we tell you about the student loans. Oh, are you starting to question your government? Don't worry. 50,000 drinks are on the house. Getting sick of pretending that, that anything they say is the truth. Anything. Wait, let's go, to, let's go to some truth. Let's go to some truth. And it is with this understanding, this vision, to see what can be unburdened by what has been, uh-huh. that Rev has dedicated his life to building that coalition. You mean the Rev from Perpetual Tax Evasion? The guy who drives around in Escalades and knocks up waitresses and never pays alimony. I hear his replacement's quite the guy. In fact, I think he was the understudy for Reverend Jeremiah Wright. Chickens and roosting and whatnot. What, how much? I, thought, I think those are the golden wood eyeglasses. I know because I like eyeglasses. Oh, I'm particularly fond of them. And uh, I believe those eyeglasses are $2,800. So you got another reverend from the Church of Perpetual Tax Evasion. With some $3,000 eyeglasses. Look at you. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe. Whoa, you'll let the cat out of the bag. Did you say reduce population? Hey, dummy, you who spent law school years looking for your underwear in a Buick Riviera. Did you say reduce population? When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. Oh, God. Yeah. Nobody caught that, huh? God, keep talking, dummy. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Splendid. How are you? Good. How was the weekend? Good? 
I survived it in the ghetto. I don't go east. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what I you know what's funny, though? I went to my wife. That? My wife wanted me to go to run the Walgreens, right? Because I'm an errand boy. So I go to Walgreens on Harlem and Grand Avenue, and I took a photograph okay. with it. There's a there's a, an, a 22 bullet on the ground right as I go in the door of Walgreens. Must have fell out when they went in to rob it. Go ahead. Well, last week they passed this National Defense uh, Act, and none of the Democrats voted for it um, because they took out uh, they took out the uh, funding for uh, anything uh, to do with abortions, and they took out anything uh, they uh, forbid the uh, the uh, rich. Why do you think I try that? not to get along? I'm aware of what they are. They're traitors to my belief structure. They're traitors to the Enlightenment. They're promoting fascism, government supremacy, Marxism, communism, and the righteousness of corruption that has destroyed any municipality, any business it's ever touched. The corruption of gangsterism. So do you think they're going to come to you and say, you know, Rich, I changed my mind. I believe that the babies are human beings and they're Americans and they should leave. You think they're going to all of a sudden turn around and be... So they're traitors. What do you care what they think? I like when I every wanted, one of the rat bastards shows their hand. Well, what I wanted to say is, is that is that part of the recruiting, telling them that they can get a, a, a operation to uh, to go from a man to a woman and have Rich, do you know how much money Big Pharma makes off of this bull dung? And do you know how many politicians they buy? Almost as much as the vaccine. I mean, I'm, it, it's a scam. You do get it, right? This is not about freedom and capitalism and a republic. There's more money in corruption. That's why these half-assed gangsters walk around and pretend to be men. Do you think that Sean O'Brien could make $722,000 a year as a man, as a businessman? Of course not. He's a bust-out. He can only make it when he manipulates and operates that pretend labor union. Please. That's destroyed more businesses than anything in this country, aside from Democrat policies and taxation. David in LaGrange. David, did I stump you? Uh, Are you stupefied? No. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm stupefied, but uh, maybe I'm gonna, I'm gonna maybe this wasn't on your radar scope. Uh, there is a, uh, uh, a neo-fascist organization called Patriot Front, and they all wear button-down blue shirts. They all wear khakis. Uh, not one of them is overweight. They're all under the age of 30. None of them show their faces. The Southern Poverty Law Center says it's one of the most dangerous fascist Nazi-like groups in the country with chapters in all 50 states. Their, their symbol flag looks like it was done on Fifth Avenue, New York, marketing. And uh, the website is the slickest website I've ever seen. And it was founded in 2018 by an 18-year-old. And really? even Joe Rogan says, I've seen the videos of these guys. Not one of them, not one of them has a po- uh, is overweight. They're all fit. Maybe they they're Azovs. Are they Azovs? Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I, I, I would be very confident that that, that is a honey trap for uh, to get people to join their organization and trick people just like they did in Michigan with those guys. Say, yeah. hey, how about we kidnap the, the governor? How about that? You mean like the January 6th when they were promoting everybody go there and it's going to stop and they'll stop oh. the steal? 
That was the biggest well, trap. Ray Epps, says, Ray Epps says that it's messed up his life, and he had to sell his house, and he lives in a, uh, in a mobile home traveling throughout Ray the Ray Epps the, is uh, an asset life. of the government with an account in Stag. How the hell do we know what Ray Epps is? He's another asset to the government, the lying bastards that they are. I don't believe a word that comes out of their mouth. And you didn't find the passport either. 312-642-5600. <laughs> I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. See, what um, is difficult to admit is that the organized government supremacists, the Marxist mafia, the traitors to Americanism have won. They've infiltrated the bureaucracies. That's why you rarely hear me. I'm not. You think I'm going to play Mike Pence, that moron? Give a rip what Asa Hutchinson? Doesn't matter to me. I want the system to be fixed. I don't join groups. I'm never going to tell you join the group because the government is operating in a conspiratorial fashion against Americans who fight for Americanism. They like the corruption. It's systemic. Whether it's pharma, the military industrial complex, the welfare system, no matter what it is. You know how many clips I have of just scandal in government already? Shocking. Head of the Housing Authority in Chatham County faces multiple federal charges, including identity theft. Prosecutors the head of the head of the bureaucracy. Another moron who sits on his ass, makes 250000 with a mystical, magical pension. He's probably in deep to some dope dealer, some bookie, some hooker, and he steals the money. Let's see how it works in every one of these fracking areas. Here's another one. A millionaire living in public housing. This is the public housing outrage. Florida Congressman David Jolly sent this letter to HUD demanding a policy change. He's also now calling for a congressional hearing. And by the way, What do they think of real business? Well, they cheer when it goes under. You see, they use this corruption to try and destroy a guy who supports the principles of Americanism, Mike Lindell. And now they're all excited about it, by the way. For the low, low price of five American dollars, this thing could be yours. It is an industrial pillow roller. It rolls pillows. But it's not just any industrial pillow roller. It's a MyPillow pillow roller from the MyPillow pillow factory. MyPillow is auctioning off more than 850 pieces of equipment from sewing machines to forklifts. The company is even subletting part of its manufacturing space. Why? Because MyPillow is not everyone's pillow or even a lot of people's pillow. Or so it seems. After January 6th, big box stores like Bed Bath & Beyond and Kohl's stopped selling MyPillow products. Because of political intimidation. And she doesn't take this kind of glee. You hear it in her stupid voice? Her government supremacist voice? She doesn't take this kind of glee when Bed Bath & Beyond CEO was cooking the books. And when he got caught, he did a pirouette off at a 17th story. She didn't do any kind of, ooh, are you excited about them going bankrupt? No. This is who you're dealing with. They cheer for the fascism. They cheered for you to accept the lie of the pandemic. They cheer for you to stick an experiment that kills God knows how many millions of people around the world called the vaccine. These are not people to get along with. These are people to reject. 
Dick Huntley. Hello. Hello. Yeah, um, I'd like to talk about a, a thing about COVID. Uh, there was a big tortured um, government investigation in the media about when and where it was developed. And they came out with the Wuhan lab, which is run by um, uh, the, uh, the Chinese army and uh, funded by us. But they never talked about how it was spread. Yes, and uh, I, as I recall, in Chinese New Year in 2020, um, it was spread all over the world by Chinese folks flying around the country. Dick, do you know who, uh, who, who who does talk about this, by the way? Italy. Italy did a massive investigation to Chinese pretend communist uh, companies that bought numerous Italian companies and flew in Chinese assets throughout Europe. So there is talk about it, but what you're referring to is the censorship of American media. And how could that possibly be? Let's go to 60 Minutes. He's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking, he's of course not. he is, no. Leslie. Come on. Of course he is. The biggest, second biggest scandal. So, the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my campaign, well, There's Leslie. no real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't no, verify. You on. You're a propagandist, like the rest of your cohorts in corruption. You're propagandists. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest is a board, she is board certified in psychiatry and a subspecialty in child and adolescent psychiatry. She's lectured at the British House of Lords and at the United Nations. She is featured in the Daily Wire's What is a Woman? She has a new book called Lost in Transnation, a child psychiatrist's guide out of the madness. This is exactly what we need. She is Dr. Miriam Grossman. How are you, doctor? I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me. You know, I, I, I am sickened that we have to have this conversation that you had to write this book. I can't believe we are in this predicament. But here we are, and I'm really interested in your interpretation as to how we got here. I believe that the way that people accept a willing servitude is to feel as if they're represented by a higher power that can promote their interest. I think that all of this is happening now and didn't happen when you and I were kids because the average person had a, had a philosophy they lived by. I'm curious to know what you think. Well, most people think that the transgender epidemic amongst our kids, which is now in the past 10 years, uh, increased by 5,000 percent. And what used to be an extremely rare condition of, uh, you know, being uncomfortable with one's sex and wanting to be the opposite sex used to be an extremely rare, and by that I mean one in many tens of thousands of people. And so when I was in medical school and training to be a psychiatrist, I never thought, no one ever thought among my colleagues, 
that we would see even one individual uh, with this condition in our entire lives. And now here I am with my uh, private practice uh, filled with these kids and their parents, and I'm turning away. I've had to turn away, unfortunately, many, many, probably hundreds of families I've had to turn away. So what we have here is a social contagion. Mm -hmm. And what that means is when beliefs and uh, uh, beliefs and behaviors are spread through through friend groups, and that's exactly what we have here. And that's why I wrote this book, Lost in Transnation, to help families avoid this catastrophe, avoid the uh, to help them, uh, let's say, immunize their kids against this social contagion. Uh, kids are hearing about this from at an early age from their preschool teachers, from Disney, as you know, Target. It's just about everywhere. And then once you get into uh, elementary school, middle school, and high school, it's, it's practically indoctrination 24-7. And so what parents need to do is before they get to the point where their son is coming home and saying, Mom, Dad, I'm not your son, I'm your daughter, I want you, please, to use this girl's name, girls' pronouns, and I want you to take me to a gender clinic, way before that happens, I want parents to be aware of this going on now in our culture. I want them to be aware that our trusted institutions, including medical associations, have been taken over by this radical ideology. I and, hate to say it. No, and this is the part I think that needs to be said, because what we're talking about is a multi-billion dollar industry that pretty much popped up over the last three and a half to four years. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are. How far, I, I, obviously the book comes out tomorrow, Lost in Transnation. So I obviously, I didn't read it. But I'm wondering if you go back into how the, the groundwork was laid. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are in your research. This could have never happened to my country had it not been shut down by the government as a reaction to COVID. I believe that is the catalyst, that is the, uh, the exploitation, that is where it got ground, is in particular among children who are, were mentally stupefied and, 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 and bored out of their minds and imprisoned in their houses. Did that have any play in it the way that I think it did, or, or what, are, what are your conclusions? Oh, Sean, there's, there's no question that the COVID lockdowns has they did play a large part in this because as our the mental health of our children plummeted and they were isolated in their rooms 24/7 you know watching uh, all this uh rubbish on social media and on YouTube and so on and so forth and being groomed by people that they would meet often adults that they would meet online there's no question that they were introduced to these ideas during during that time. But they had to have been, you know, they were vulnerable in some way, most of them. They had pre-existing uh, issues like autism, depression, uh, you know, self-harm, ADHD. And so these kids were vulnerable. And then COVID with the lockdowns on top of it and with all the social media that was not being monitored by their parents, uh, because Parents didn't suspect that this sort of thing would be going on. Who in the world would suspect that your, you know, your 10-year-old kid would be going online 
and learning that he's that he's not a boy, he's a girl. Doctor, it, being told- it is so bizarre to me that we allowed this to happen. I'm going to tell you why I feel so betrayed. I believed in doctors up until COVID. I believed in the Hippocratic Oath. But when you see the mutilation, the atrocity that is not just accepted, but promoted and profited by, you're talking about billions of dollars, and these doctors are hacking up these young boys and women. And they're pretending that all of a sudden they're helping and they're not doing harm. Does the oath mean anything to anybody anymore? I mean, I see politicians abuse it. I see policemen and fire. It just seems to be a joke that we even pretend there is an oath, a hypocritical. How could a doctor in good conscience do this to somebody? Listen, Sean, I I, I share your outrage, but I, I do want to bring in some good news here. Okay, just a few days ago, there was an op-ed that was published in the Wall Street Journal, and it was exposing the corruption that exists in this field, which means that there is, there is this op-ed, which was written by 21 medical experts from nine different countries outside of the U.S., and they were basically saying, listen, the gender medical establishment in this country, in the U.S., and in Canada as well, has no medical foundation to stand on whatsoever. What the heck are you doing to your children? So on this, there will be an end to this. Things are going to turn around. Uh, in other countries, there have been 180s after, you know, a 180-degree turn against the medicalization of minors uh, after an examination of the data. It will happen in Good. this country, too. It's because, you know, doctor, I'm also let down by my fellow man. And I mean this. I'm a father of girls. And what has happened to men that they are willing to allow this kind of abuse, sexual abuse of children? And you and I, I don't know how old you are, although I look fantastic. I'm in my 50s. But the idea that we allow teachers to talk to third graders in a, in a, in a setting of school, to talk to them about the kind of sexual deviance and acts I don't mind, listen, I'm not a prude. and I don't mind a high school kid having a sex ed class. But how did our society devolve so far as to introducing sexual preferences to children in third, and fourth, and fifth grade? How did this happen, doctor? It's disturbing. We had people like Alfred Kinsey, a, a deviant, uh, evil individual. Uh, we had people like John Money. We're going back many decades, but these are the people that laid the foundations of our current sexuality education programs, unfortunately. But I do want to mention that in Lost in Transnation, I am giving parents the tools so that they are in control of their kids' education and what goes on at school. Uh, Parents have a constitutional right, and the, the, uh, the Supreme Court has been very clear on this issue. That schools cannot just do willy-nilly what they want with the kids, teaching them whatever they want, exposing them to whatever deviant ideas they want, socially transitioning them, allowing kids to start using a different name and the opposite sex bathrooms without their parents knowing about it. So parents need to be proactive. And that's what I'm doing in the book. I'm giving them the tools. I had brilliant attorneys write some of the material in my book instructing parents what they can do proactively right now before this disaster of transgenderism 
enters their homes like a nuclear bomb. You know, Doctor, I'm wondering what your thoughts are as we reflect on our own history. And you see the recent past couple of decades, let's say the last 20 years specifically. And you see when you and I were in school, a kid that was acting up or whatever, he was called hyper. And you see over the last 20 years that the the pharmaceutical industry has made billions of dollars by medicating children. I'm curious to know if that led up to where we are today. The acceptance of parents to take the, the advice of strangers, of teachers, most of whom were terrible at their own job and couldn't keep the interest of the kid, to put kids on medication. As you can tell, I'm, I'm against medication, but because I'm from a generation where that would not have been tolerated. But when you look at the ramifications of what has happened to society, particularly the role of a stranger in the family's home and the incentivizing of public schools from government, are schools incentivized for transitioning kids as well? Is there something nefarious as it was with the ADHD and all the rest of it? Is there a nefarious aspect to this? Well, you know, just in defense of parents, I would say that, you know, parents, most of them, the vast majority are devoted and loving parents, and they just want to do what's best for their child, and they're trusting the professionals. They're trusting people who have diplomas on their walls who you know, who give them this advice, whether it's regarding ADHD or gender dysphoria, parents are trusting. Um, And, you know, you can't blame them for that. We we want to trust our educators and our doctors and our uh, elected officials. Not me. That's the beauty of me. That's why I got the show. I never trusted one of these people. But go ahead. (laughs) Right. But what I want to emphasize is that, by and large, these are devoted parents that are just trying to do the best they can. They walk into these gender clinics and that the uh, the experts there, quote unquote experts, tell the parents that if you don't go with this narrative and you don't accept your son as your daughter, your daughter as your son, well, they may go ahead and commit suicide. And so there's a terrible emotional blackmail that's going on of these parents. And I provide in my book, Lost in Transnation, I provide the information that parents need to have before they go in and talk to these people. And, you know, all the all the research that they and the numbers and the data that they need to know about so that they can go into the schools and into the therapist office and if necessary, the pediatrician and say, just, just hold on a minute. Just wait a minute. It's not exactly what your professional organizations are telling you because your professional organizations have been hijacked by radicals. Yes. You know, doctor, I'm wondering, it's always difficult to get statistics. I, I'm a, I, I love this stuff. Like I said, I don't watch any sports, no men in costumes chasing balls for me. I just focus on this kind of stuff, events and history and our culture. It's very difficult to get the, the, the data on the massive uptick. What we know is about 30% uptick in suicides among kids. There has to be a correlation between failed systems, whether they be bureaucracies of government or doctors or parenting. What has your experience been? Have you ever, are you, are you aware of the, the, the massive uptick? And is there, is there a, 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 are doctors working on this problem, this epidemic in our society? Well, I think that childhood itself is under attack. I think that the very notion of 
you know, a child whose innocence is precious and should be protected from uh, material that is inappropriate for their eyes yes. and their ears and their hearts, uh, that's just gone by the wayside. And there's more and more instances of, you know, there, there's no longer any, any, any boundary, any limit, anyone standing up and saying, this is not appropriate for our children. Look at the drag shows. That are that are going on in libraries in front of children, you know. So that, you know, and, and and where are the pediatricians speaking oh. up on this and saying, no, this is not for a child to see. A child is not ready for this material. It is harmful for the child to be seeing all this hypersexualized activity. Where are the pediatricians? Well, the answer is that the the unfortunately these organizations, so many of them have been taken over, like I said, by small, uh, vocal, aggressive groups of people who have an agenda, and, and they, they come in and they make the policy statements, and then everyone else is led to believe that this is the entire, every single pediatrician and child psychiatrist in the entire country agrees with this. There's a, you know, there's a consensus, like Dr. Levine, Rachel Levine, the admiral, as I call her in my, in, I call uh, Rachel Levine in my book, I call the, the admiral uh, because I refuse to use the pronouns on these people. Yeah. I, I won't be. She's our ash. He's our ash. I can't keep it straight, Doc. That's a pot-bellied man. I don't believe it's a woman. Let me ask you this. I was at a family barbecue this Sunday, and there was a person there I didn't know, little baby as big as a peanut, brand new. Kid couldn't have been three weeks old. And mother's got it. And I, I, I was sitting there, and we were talking, and I said, I don't care how much it costs you. Do not send that kid to school. Homeschool that kid. If you can, get your friends together and hire a teacher. Do that. Do you ever think that in the privacy of your family? Would you turn your kid over to the public school system? Oh, I tell people all the time that the ideal is to homeschool. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you know, if a family is able to do that, many families cannot. But now there are so many resources and so many ways to organize homeschooling. Of course, that is the number one choice. Yes. Because unfortunately, there are just so many people that are in the educational system that we, you know, that are that are activists and they want to recruit kids into their way of thinking, which does not, you know, is not the way of thinking of, of the parents. And then on top of that, they're going to tell the kids that if your parents don't go with this narrative, well, then they're bad people. They're biased and yes. they're, homo- they're, they're transphobic and maybe your home isn't safe. Yes. Maybe you need to find another family. All right. And just for the record, before I let you go, is it okay to teach your toddlers to give the finger to people who are telling them bad ideas? Because that's what we did in my family. It seems they've worked out, except <laughs> when they're about 20. What is your feeling on that? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's brilliant, John. Uh, thank you. The book is Lost in Transnation. She is Dr. Miriam Grossman. Thank you. Thank you so much, because it takes courage to do what you did. And I love the fact that you're, you're willing to do that. You're welcome. You have an open Follow forum. Follow me on Twitter, at, at Miriam underscore Grossman. Done. Thank you very much for making yourself available. Thank you, Sean. Bye. Bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I spent 10,000 hours, 10,000 more. Oh, if that's what it takes to yeah. learn that sweet heart of yours. That's how you know squirrels on vacation. But McBeth is filling in. Tans are much bigger, more manly. 
and he smells like old Campbell's soup. Greg in LaGrange. Hey, how you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. You mentioned the agenda, or the doctor mentioned the agenda. I I may have missed what her uh, take on the agenda was. I'd be interested in uh, if she mentioned it, and I missed it, if you would repeat it, and then what you think the agenda is. Greg, we're going to put you on hold, because you sound like you're calling in. You you may have been exposed to nuclear fallout. Wendy, Reno, Nevada. Hi, Sean. It's a pleasure to call in again. Um, I'm the one who escaped Cook County in April, and I'm living a complete life in Nevada. Wonderful. Um, Thank you for having Dr. Grossman on. She's a hero of mine. Um, She fills a void that will, I'm going to be heartbroken my whole life. My young adult um, during COVID lived in Canada. So I was unable to visit my child because the border was closed. Yes, I'm very familiar with it. It was unbelievable. I mean, it was unbelievable. And I refused to get the clot shot, so I was not allowed to go up there. Um, My child declared in 2020 that she was now now a he. And in in April of 2021, less than a year after this declaration, those butchers in Montreal um, took my child's breasts away. These people, these doctors, uh, not even the doctors, the organizations that do this. And now I love my child unconditionally. I could not stop what happened. My child was 25, but I used to have a beautiful blonde daughter who she had some mental health issues. Um, some eating disorder issues, and the gender-affirming people in Canada saw she was vulnerable and led her down this path. So I just want to let people know the cautionary tale. Um, I can never, even if my child transitions, what's done is done, but we as Americans, as North Americans in Canada, we need to speak out and not worry about who we offend, that this is wrong. And again, I love my child unconditionally. I am so fortunate to have a relationship with my child. But as a mother, my heart will forever be broken. Mm-hmm. You're a wonderful, wonderful person, and I love you for calling me. And I, I, I really, I love you for for telling your story. Thank you very much. And uh, thank well, you. I love you back, Sean. Oh, thank you so much thank for you. the time. Thank you. Thank you. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The agenda. The agenda of the government supremacist. It's multifaceted. The ramifications are this election-stealing fraud, this corrupt asset of the Chinese communist oligarchs around the world, these, the asset of labor extortion mafia, the people, some of the people in this country pretend to be president. That's the ramifications of an agenda that is winning in this nation, the Marxist mafia agenda. Really put into high gear after Baraki likes big butts and he cannot lie. By the way, these are all the same apparatchiks. Anthony Blinken, Janet Yellen. All of these idiots, even the the economic moron Bernstein, all Obama retreads. They're in high gear. And the dimwit in diapers has done nothing but move that that agenda forward. 
Uh, before we uh, went to break, Greg from LaGrange. How are you, Greg? Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me better? Much better. Glad to see oh, your, your radiation went away. I got to go back to that news break. Did the Secretary of State of the United States of America basically say, our security is at risk because we're not putting 60 bureaucrats in place? Yeah. I think that cat's been let out of the bag already, don't you? <laughs> I think, yes, our, our, our security is at risk because there is an asset of the communist and the oligarchs around the world pretending to be president as he soils the Oval Office. Go ahead. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in, with your interview was fantastic. And that caller that called about her daughter in Canada is just heartbreaking. Yes, it is. And I share every sentiment you have about the medical industry. Uh, but in that discussion, you talked about the agenda. Uh, I didn't hear the doctor's explanation of what the agenda was, because I have my ideas, and I'm sure you have yours. Yes. I, I'd like you to reiterate yours if you... Uh, if See, you, you uh, can't, to control a society and to, and to teach people to, to breed them to be accepting and willful slaves of a government supremacy, you have to start young. That's why the Hitler Youth were arguably the hardest people to dissuade from the idea of the National Socialist Worker Utopia, the Third Reich. Those are the loyal assets of the Fourth Reich, right? So you teach the kids. And that is why the willingness for the Democrat Party to sit idly by as kids are abused is astonishing. And you know what you did? And I appreciate it, Greg, very much for the call. You gave me a perfect segue, Greg. Because of... uh, Something that happened quietly over the weekend. There is a scallywag who was referred to as John of God. If you have heard of him, it's probably because you heard of him on the Oprah Winfrey show. Born on a farm to a family who rarely had enough to eat, Joao Tejera de Fria was the youngest of six children. His father was a tailor. His mother, a housewife who also ran a small hotel to make ends meet. Joao left school when he was seven to work in his father's tailor shop. To this day, he cannot read or write. As a boy, Joao says he realized he was clairvoyant when he predicted a terrible storm that destroyed a neighboring village. Now, this is Oprah fracking Winfrey, the goddess among the Democrat mafia. I like the music. It's a nice touch of brainwashing and putting lipstick on this sex trafficking pig. This event began his journey as a spiritual medium. Are we all, in some sense, missionaries of God? Are we all, do we all have the possibility in our own way to be a medium for God? Everybody is a medium. Everybody's a medium for God. Especially the guy replacing Jesse Jackson with the $3,000 eyeglasses. Yeah, him too. Who practices good. And we are all children of God. And each person has their mission. The first time I saw it today, I was humbled by the experience. Because a little bit of this belongs to you. A part of this belongs to you. How so? I don't understand. Because you are human. Well, could the entity tell me, what does human energy look like? Because as I understand it, each person that comes before you, the entity sees the energy of that person. Mm-hmm. We have an aura. We have energy. different colors in our aura. So human energy looks like colors? See. Yes. Various, various different colors. Mm-hmm. 
What does something like cancer look like when you see inside? Quando quando vê aranha, que sendo da vontade de Deus, não. Have you had enough poppycock yet? Because that low-life rat scumbag, may he burn in hell for a thousand millenniums, was just sentenced to 370 years for trafficking children to sexual deviants all in these third world hellholes. And he was supported by a dimwit who made a billion dollars because she did interviews. The stupid son of a dog and gave him credibility. But these are Democrats and you often wonder how they could so willy nilly support ideas they know are failed like socialism and communism. And they own the corrupt Democrat mafia. But there's a contempt for children that is a common theme. Not just in their normal voters like these two idiots. Yeah, Robin and Larry, five-year-old Jada Moore was found unresponsive in a home in Park Forest on Friday evening. That little girl later died at a hospital over the weekend. Yeah. Police. Her Democrat grandparents beat her to death. In the meantime, the intelligentsia, you know, Hollywood, because that's where they get all their good ideas. There's a creepy undercurrent going on. Here's Sandra Bullock from an almost forgotten interview, except by a guy like me. On the uh, on the lesbian show, what was her name? Ellen DeGeneres. She was caught up in a many scandals, right? Abusing the people that work for her. You don't hear too much of her. I think she's retired now. But this is when she had a show. And here's Sandra Bullock. Whatever happened to Sandra Bullock? Yeah. Um, okay, let's yeah. talk about this facial that you're obsessed with. That how many did you get the whole cast of Ocean's Eight to Come do on, this? Everybody. Okay. And, uh, good. Smart. Just, just just those that I thought would appreciate it. Okay. It- now this is a facial treatment. While she was shooting Ocean's 8, think of the stars that were in it. Think of the fact this is five years ago. And have you ever heard of anything so repulsive as what Sandra Bullock is about to tell you? Explain what it is. Well, it's this this way in which um, one forces uh, through microneedling. Um, it's like a little roller with these, some of you, I, mean, I think many of you know it. And it pushes through the skin and ruptures the collagen and then boosts it. You look like a burn victim for a day, but then, it's, but then it pushes the What serum. are you pushing into the skin, Sarah? Sarah. Sandra? Sarah? Sandra. <laughs> Carrie? <laughs> what are you pushing into the skin? Well, you push in whatever the facialist would like to insert into your pores. But what is it? It is an extraction from a, um, a, a, um, a piece of skin... Uh, that came from a young person. Um, you're, you're, I'm just preparing you. If you have kids, I'm not kidding you. You might want to change the station. This is unfracking believable. But this is Democrat Mafia Hollywood. And I want you to think about this as they're on strike. Because I don't give a rip if they ever work another day. Far, far away. And they somehow figured out how to extract. It's foreskin from a Korean baby. I- it's like, Is that what funny? It is. I, no, okay. Who I comes up no, with I this? I don't think, I don't think, it's not like I'm lying there with little pieces all over my face. It's like, it's... Who thinks of collecting it and, um, and yeah, having it for, we'll do something with this And someday. why didn't we come up with that? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Rich. And so, so we call it, I, well, I call it the penis facial. And I think, I think when you see how good it is to your face, you too will run to your local facialist and say, Put give some... me the penis. <laughs> Give me the penis. Yeah. That's what you're going to say. I'm never going to say that. Alan DeGeneres never said it. But that's the reality of who you're dealing with. These are the scum of the earth. You think you're, they're offended by sex trafficking? 
when he sees cancer, he starts asking that this be taken away, be removed, um, being God's will. Because it is not his, he does not have the power. It is God who has the power. And he prays to have the person's cancer removed by God. 370 years for child sex trafficking. He's a man of God, though. Well, we got a reverend here in Chicago, $3,000 glasses, and the understudy to Reverend Jeremiah Wright, Church of Perpetual Tax Evasion. We'll discuss that in more. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I remember when people were offended that the vaccine, the you know, the one that doesn't work, the sucky one, the one that was they were paid trillions of dollars and held harmless from the side effect. Remember when it had the aborted uh, fetus stuff in it? Oh, God. Now Sandra Bullock's putting foreskin in her face. Huh, something tells me she's done more sick things with it. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean Dittos, buddy. Thank you, buddy. You know... After 50 years of abortion, Sean, and what these absolute ghouls, Our ghouls. will do, do to a, a baby and an, a partial birth abortion, should it surprise any of us what any of them are willing to do to kids alive or, you know, born or unborn? It's they're just there's, you know, it's, it's bad evil, enough Sean. what they do to them with their with their phony services, how they kick out kids that can't read, how they kick out policies and programs that condemn them the squalor and democrat ghetto living but they have they have absolutely no conscience they support sex traffickers they brag about beauty dreams i'm in the skincare business how, the idea you would even consider that how do you even come up i got an idea who are the ghoulish satanic scum who come up with the idea let's grind up foreskin we'll shoot it in the face of these dimwits in hollywood it'll sell and it did tim and zion Hey, uh, Sean, I didn't know if you know about this, but uh, yeah. I, I've seen, like, on YouTube that some people are posting on TikTok that uh, that Sound of Freedom movie yes, that's my... out at some of the theaters. Yeah. Uh, the theaters are, 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 like, shutting down the AC, leaving yeah. the lights on, yeah. so you can't go see it, you know? Tim, I, here, like, I, I'm going to tell you something. When I live in Illinois, I consume virtually nothing. So my wife and I, when we get back to Florida, it's the first thing I'm going to do is go see it. I don't want to give these rats the money. That's how that's how much I hate Democrats. I'd rather you should see me. I I barely eat. Thank you very much. I don't want to give them the fracking money because I know who they are. I'm well aware of what they are. Let's listen to the good reverend of the Church of Perpetual Tax Evasion. Rainbow push my. Oh, that doesn't sound good. That's not true. Helpless, you don't have to feel that your hands are tied as long as you know how to hustle, 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 hustle hard. This is a reverend, brother. This is the guy. Of course, it's from before he got the promotion. Now to put lipstick on the radical pig this jerk is. Closed mouths don't get fed on this boulevard. Y'all still not getting it. Jesus is simply saying you better learn how to hustle. Quit acting like a doormat and rolling over for situations Are you listening and to people. It, is, Quit play- it sounds like uh, coming to America. The, the, the scene from coming to America. Being dumb as if you don't have a mind that you can use. He's ripping off Arsenio Hall. I hope Arsenio Hall sues him. 
think your way out of the situation you find yourselves in. You know, this is how you get to buy the $3,000 glasses. You don't pay taxes on the money you steal from the people. You count them. Kind of like John of God. Born on a farm to a family who rarely had Oh, an- I wonder if Oprah can do this guy. You better learn how to hustle. I love this because don't forget the context. The disciples are in a situation up against the power of Rome. And the I'll tell you what, I don't know what he's selling, but I hope we don't end up in the same place. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. He is a staple in my show. He's the cluster bomb of financial economic information. He's EJ and Tony, and he never lost $1.5 billion, so you're probably never going to be employed by a Democrat. How are you, EJ and Tony? Oh, Sean, I'm, I'm busy buying up gold and uh, burying it in different locations around Washington, D.C. You know, EJ, in all seriousness, I was a gold bug, man. I was in the pit. I'll never forget it. My my best friend came. ended up being the, the best man at my wedding. He ran and he goes, buy everything. Buy all the gold. It was $253 an ounce. The problem is, after it skyrocketed, 2000 and what was that, eight? Then maybe even before then. Never really moved, and now it's quietly at $2,000. But the reason is they've allowed corrupt Wall Street to negative short sell. They never have to deliver. It's one giant manipulated market. Is it still the market to hedge yourself in? You know, I, I think it definitely has a place. But as the dollar continues to lose value, and especially as we get into this really risky position where the dollar might lose its, lose its reserve currency status, just literally buying any- and means it's going to appreciate uh, in terms of price, not in value, but in terms of price. See, this is what I try to, this is what we have to do to people because there is no we. The Republican Party isn't going to save the Americans who have to sustain the result and the ramifications of this dimwit ruining our economy. There's just you. So what you have to realize is that the, the dollar has a level like water or a velocity. And when that's disrupted you have to be somewhere where you can stay afloat or be in front of the velocity you have to hedge yourself this is something i think most people especially the working people always get cheated out of because they're misinformed they're told by failures and bust outs like jared bernstein who lost other people's money never had to worry about his own that everything's fine even though they're wallowing in democrat policy failure and they need to be aware no matter what you grab it's going to be better than having dollars, correct? Right. And and it's really scary uh, in that context, the fact that we have basically an entire generation of Americans who own almost nothing, at least compared to prior generations, right? We, we've created essentially an entire class of people who can probably never own a home in their lifetimes. They're going to be renting forever. So one of the biggest protections you have against inflation, your home, just went out the window for all those people. I mean, it's it's well, basically indentured servitude uh, in the modern era. And that's why people have to be aware of how you're taxed. You know, this is amazing to me, how people have accepted this extortion mafia government, where they control how much you can make through stripping it from taxation, 
And if you're on the dole, they control how much you can have before you're kicked off. So it's really this manipulation to always impoverish the people who are not in the game, right? Oh, I, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, you, you need look no further than our, our absolutely abysmal and abominable tax structure that we oh. have, you know, as, as further evidence of that. And yet these idiots who waste our money, who misappropriate money, can't find money in these bureaucracies like the Pentagon and the rest of it, there's no cost to them. And they get to hide behind words. And this is something that I think we need to be smarter at. And we adopt their verbiage, right? We did it first with capitalism versus propertyism. But inflation, deflation, and the economy. Do you think it's it's too late to educate the people to see that since Joe Biden has in my what I believe stolen the most important office every single day the American people have lost money every day unless you're in a hedge and all the rest of it but still you've lost true economic growth that's the cost of hiring failures absolutely and you know I, I think it is possible to educate I think it is possible to get the word out I don't think it's too late but at the same time I think we I think we have a, a very difficult road to hoe I mean look how quickly the American people accepted the Federal Reserve's 2% inflation target. That was years ago. But people didn't bat an eye when the Fed said, okay, that's now our target. Excuse me? Your mandate is price stability, not price instability at a 2% rate. And this has been my argument, how, how a bureaucracy can hide in the government while being private and profiteers called the Federal Reserve. It's a private company. And they, they control everything in our money system. And they basically have been telling the American people after the result of this idiot stealing the election, massive, massive devaluation of dollar called inflation. They told you, here's how we're going to fix it. We're going to make you people broke. We're going to kick you out of work. We're going to make sure you can't borrow money. And if you do, you're going to pay through your eyes. And I'm cleaning it up. And we're going to make sure companies can't afford to borrow money through commercial lending. So they lay your asses off. It's unbelievable to me. You're telling me the fix is to cut my arms off? Yes, that's what we're telling you. Right, right. And and at the same time, you're 100% right, Sean. At the same time, they're doing everything they can to make financing uh, prohibitively expensive for the private economy. What are they doing for the public economy? They're they're pumping out uh, reverse repos yeah. uh, and interest on reserves in order to keep down the interest rate paid on U.S. Treasuries. So while the rest of the the economy, the private economy, the productive economy, while that's starving for capital, government is a wash in cash. Except if you work for them and support them, because if you work for these rat bastards, you got to raise. Your pension isn't based on anything in the future. We just give you how you're doing based on how much you made the last year. Right? That's if you work for them. Now, if you're on welfare, well, we're going to double food stamps. We're going to double housing vouchers. So we're going to get you on, 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 on the dole. But if you vote against them, now you got a problem. We're going to income tax you. But if you're a school loyalist and you went to this phony baloney college, sure, we know we shortchanged you. And 90% can't keep up with the conversation you and I are having. But you don't have to pay back that phony money we, the government, loaned you. I mean, it is a fracking inside figure eight Ponzi scheme that would have made Ponzi smile. 
Oh, absolutely. Except instead of just being designed to make uh, the, the people you know running the scheme wealthy, they actually found out a way to to make it not just you know economically profitable, but politically profitable. In other words, it not just makes the money; it gets them elected too, so they get money and power on top of it. And why is it that so many of the useful idiots that call themselves Democrats they never question a bribe like Joe Biden has built his his assets on? Joe Biden not only has been bribed laundered it through LLCs, but when he made money on his phony book, he didn't pay fracking taxes. Him and his dimwit wife circumvented taxes. Why do they not care? Is it that they all know it's a scam and they simply want favoritism like in the sewer of Chicago, how all the good guys wanted to kiss the ass of the dailies? Is it that same mindset? Well, if, I mean, if you're a legislator, if you're a legislator and you're you're carving out special provisions for yourself and your political donors in the tax code, you're not going to say boo when you see a fellow senator do it too. And that's exactly what we saw Joe Biden do for literally decades in the U.S. Senate. He helped create that that abominable tax code that we mentioned earlier, and he has benefited tremendously from it. And so has his son Hunter, who's and- somehow been able to evade child support for. Well, him and his friends, they don't pay taxes from that moron, uh, Reverend, or, or uh, Reverend, uh, what's his name? The guy who looks like a taffy apple. He was fat. Now he's skinny. The guy who got caught on the on the FBI tape with the drugs. Sharpton, oh, Al Sharpton, Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton owes $3 million, It just goes away. But here's something that has come home to roost, to quote another Reverend, Reverend Wright. And that is this scheme of nationalizing the student loan debt. So, you know, I saw the story break on Friday. I talked about it and that they're they're appeasing just people who are deadbeats and don't want to pay Democrats. But what they're doing that I think is far, far more criminal, and I do believe it to be criminal, is the math illusion of paying themselves off. Why is it that I have yet to hear a political official, a congressman, a senator, talk about... This has nothing to do with the individual bust-outs who don't want to pay their, their debt. This is about the government literally stealing from itself to, to, to take care of the $1.7, $1.8 trillion student loan debt that they should have never been involved with in the first place. Why can't we get it on the fact that this is a financial crime that if any LLC, even a phony one that the Bidens owned, did this math trick, they'd go to jail for. They're literally moving money so it looks like they could, they're getting money off on their debt because the reality is that $1.7, $1.8, 2 trillion it keeps growing and they can't get the money. Right, and you know, th- this is, uh, oh, who is it? There's a, a French economist, uh, Bastier, I think his name was. He said that the government is that fiction by which every man lives at the expense of every other man. Yeah. And, and that's what's happening here. All of these kids who think that they're getting a, a free ride because their student loans are getting forgiven, don't realize that their taxes are going to go up to pay for theirs and everyone else's free ride, too. I mean, there is no free lunch at the end of the day. But the politicians aren't going to tell you that when they're trying to buy your vote. They're going to just point to all the goodies that they gave you. You know, EJ, I think that we're in this predicament because people who are elected to office for the vast, vast majority of them are absolute and total idiots. And, 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 and unaware of the power that they wield. And the fact that their actions have not only built a debt that we pretend is $32 trillion when it's far more than that, but what they've done is destroy the integrity of our currency just on a reputation basis alone. And that the fact that they show themselves to be unfettered 
or unable to control their own failures and their own corruption. That based on that alone, the rest of the world should de-dollarize. Why is it that so many politicians don't understand this argument or are willing to tell the propaganda lie to blow up people in different countries to protect the lie? Do you think that if the uh, a party came up, because I, I, I can't stand the Republicans, they make me more sick than the Democrats, they're just better dressed. If a party came up and said, these politicians have not only affected your home life and destroyed the, the buying power of your dollar, they destroyed our nation's reputation because the world knows they're just as corrupt as Venezuela and Cuba and Brazil and every other third world corrupt despotic nation. Oof. I mean, Sean, I think at the end of the day, politicians get elected not because they know anything other than how to get elected. Right. You don't get elected to D.C. these days because of your knowledge of, of monetary policy or, or even fiscal policy, knowing how to tax and, and how to spend money. That's just not the skill set that actually gets you uh, elected, unfortunately. So it's and, a perfect so si- to, it's a perfect system to fail. Right. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, when I talk to senators, uh, when I talk to representatives here on the Hill, they universally do not understand what money is, uh, what it means to be the reserve currency of the world. They've all heard the phrase. They think it's a good thing, uh, and they understand that it's at least somewhat under threat today. Uh, But they really just don't have a concept of what's going on or even what they did to cause the problem. You know what's interesting, EJ, is that the only way they could be unaware of it isn't just because they live in a a yes-man chamber of corruption called Washington, D.C., which is what it is. But it's also because the information of what we're talking about, for the most part, outside of a couple of radio stations, and you can't really get the the vast majority of it on your news at all, but the information has been sequestered from a lot of people. And there are a lot of people who buy the lie of the welfare warfare system, and they believe it to be patriotic. And you've given these people this arrogance of entitlement. And no longer does this nation deserve or have the pride of accomplishment. Do you think that's fair to say? I, I do. I think I think this administration has, broadly speaking, been waging a war on merit. You know, and it's not like they started it. Uh, at least Obama started it. But the beginnings may go back even further than that. You know, if if you succeed, you will be punished. And if you fail, the government will swoop in uh, and pick you up at someone else's expense. And, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier with the student loans, that's a perfect example of that. You made poor financial decisions and now the government is going to jump in and fix it for you. Again, at someone else's expense. When you hear Jared, I mean, Jared Bernstein has been a laughing stock for at least 20 years. What happened to my earpiece here? I can't hear anything. Can you hear me? Jared Bernstein has been a laughing stock for at least 20 years. Are we on? I can for, hear you, Sean. All right. For some reason, I can't hear. But in the private economy, he lost $1.5 billion. Should this not be a disqualifier for his job? I mean, my goodness, how, how is he uh, in, in an economic advisory role? How is he the chairman of those advisors? He's not even an economist. His degrees are, are in things like music and social work. But actually, you know, now that I say that out loud, it makes perfect sense that the economy is in the terrible shape it is. If he's one of the people advising the president, clearly the, the inmates are running the asylum right now. These people don't have any idea what they're doing. And it, you know, it shows in both their academic training and in the results. 
EJ, I can't help but notice you're big. You're everywhere I look. You're on every news site. Now listen, this is a selfish question. You're never going to forget where you got started, are you, kid? Hey, I will always find time for my favorite radio station and my favorite radio host. EJ and Tony, Heritage Foundation, say hello to everybody for me. I love what you do. I need you to stay in the fight. Thank you, brother. We'll be in it. Thanks, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Well, well, well. Do you think Biden is actually going to make it to the primary? <laughs> Just a stooge. Mark, in Oak Lawn, all they all are hey, is a stooge, babe. Go ahead. You know, you got to ask yourself. I mean, I heard the other day Biden talking about uh, he's going after the billionaires now and, <laughs> and to get taxes and you think, it's you think so George comical. Soros is shaking in his boots or any of the other oligarchs that bribe his wrinkled, corrupt ass? They're all in on it. But you got to ask yourself, you know, is he we know that he's 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 got dementia, but the the uh, his wife keeps rolling him out there and uh, she doesn't care. Yeah. And, and he doesn't have any conscience at all. Yeah, Joe she was giving him. She doesn't care about any of her husbands. The first husband, she was giving Joe Biden a lap dance while he thought she was contributing to the campaign. He had no idea what that yeah. meant. But it's it's uh, they're all stooges. And that's what you see. It's the war of the stooges. Now, do you prefer your stooges like Joe Biden or you prefer your stooge like Mike Pence? How do you like your stooge? Because what has to stay in place is the culture of corruption that what has been exposed. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, Mark, I don't think they can keep a lid on it. I think they're very aware the majority of Americans were never in on the scheme and they don't want to be. I think they're shaking in their boots, and that's why they pretend to focus on the campaign. Get the hell out of here. You got 500 days of this crooked bastard ruining my country left. And you want me to focus on a no, campaign John, that he stole the last John, one? He stole it. They asked. They asked. But they asked Mike Pence about the Ukraine money. I got it. And 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 going to the war. And 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 Mike Pence said, "Well, we got to look out for the Ukrainian people." And some woman here, got wait, up wait, and wait, said, "Here, hold on. What about it. the people in this country?" I got it. I got I'm it. sorry, no. Mr. Vice President. Have you? I know you're running for president. You are distressed. You. you are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. No. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. And yet your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. So you know what that is, right? That's that's a resignation. He just resigned from running for president. So you don't care about the big cities. Now sit in Indiana and pretend your wife still is good looking. Okay? what do you say we do that? (laughs) Freaking dummy. Dummy. Speaking of dummies, cream puff, Jim. Hey, Sean, how are you, buddy? Wonderful. I was just, Notre Dame came out with a study this morning that 81% of homeless people 
if they could get two G's when the wolf was at the door before they got evicted, they wouldn't be homeless. That's only two grand a person. Brother, you know who that's for? Uh, you know, you that's, know what's that's for guys uh, like you who think you can give yeah. somebody dignity. You can't give them dignity. 99% of the homeless people spend two grand a week on dope. But if they only would have had that two grand, get the hell out of here with that phony utopian stuff. You know how you end homelessness? You don't. You've got to build dignity among people and the idea that they don't have to turn to their abuser for help. The problem is there has never been more homelessness since the government had a war on poverty. All they created was more poverty. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. Brandon Tatum, tonight at 7, right before Jay Sekulow at 9, on AM560, The Answer. You know what I want to see, Squirrel? I, I almost called you Squirrel. Big Bath. I want to see the, whoever runs UPS to come on and say, all oh, you guys over there, go home. I got good news for you. You can sleep in tomorrow. And then hire everybody who wants a job. Boy, that was a dream. Chuck and Dullivan. Hey, how you doing? I uh, bumped into your buddy Tony Ocean last night over at the Thirsty Parrot, and uh, he was singing hands, touching hands. Yeah. Brandon says it's okay to touch hands. It was funnier than hell. Right. But anyway, my question is, I wanted to follow up and tell you about Pence. Pence yeah. was almost washed up. Uh, I lived in Indiana. He was the governor at the time. He was washed up back then. He would never made it. And it just so he was lucky that he got dragged into this deal with Trump. And the thing is, is that that if he would have sat there on January the 6th and said, hey, you know what? We're going to take a couple steps back. If I got to set it up where we got martial law, we're going to invest. He didn't have to do what, no, He didn't have to do any of that. He could have spoke up before the whole thing. Notice how quiet everybody got from the election till when they had to validate the electoral results. See, he could have also inquired to validate. You've got a lot of states that that year had the state legislature circ- or circumvent uh, or have it, ha- it was circumvented by the court system, right? The state legislature is the one that was supposed to control the rules of the election, but they couldn't when they the Democrats cheated them. So they were circumvented. The court system okayed it. You know, like Crook County, where two crooks, I mean two judges, sit on the table of wisdom LLC with Ed Burke. When's Ed Burke's uh, uh, trial date? No idea. But our, my state up in Wisconsin, they finally made it to where you can't have a drop box. So oh. the 2000 Mules movie won't be filmed here well, in the next election. We'll see if you can get rid of that Orville Redenbacher on crack you call a governor. Thank you very much, Chuck and Dullivan. Uh, Debbie, Portage, Indiana. Yes. Uh, got a question for you. Right. When Google Earth launched its uh, program, we never signed any legal documents, you know, giving them permission. For people uh, to our neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. It's better. Uh, YouTube. Uh, there seems to be a trend right now. People are going through neighborhoods. East Chicago, Hammond. Yeah. Check. You know, for all the listeners out there, check your neighborhood because this is real. Yeah. Well, and they're shooting a reality TV people? show of the destruction of America. Your neighborhood will be visited soon. Uh, yeah. They're giving layouts of. Uh, your local towns. You know, Debbie, it's an interesting point, right? I mean, did anybody 
I mean, what about your your right to privacy or the fact that you own real estate? Did you just lose your right to privacy to Google Earth? It's an interesting. You'd be surprised. How come nobody's slip and fall lawyers? They don't want to sue on behalf of privacy rights in like the Fourth or Fifth Amendment. No, not at all. Jim Crown Point. Hey, Sean, I wanted to thank you for your uh, cigar recommendation. Those uh, Nicaraguas went down really smooth Uh, over the weekend. Thank you very much. Now, somebody came in to my store who I met, a listener, and he said, all right, I want to buy two of the cigars you smoke. And I said, all right, you know, I don't sell them. When I run out on the shelf, I keep the rest for myself. I don't give a rip about the money. I smoke the cigars. So I said, yeah, the guy mentioned the radio. Let me buy it. Let me let me let him buy my cigars. I put two out. He paid me, and he handed me the cigars. You believe that? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Right. Well, my entire family was celebrating my parents' 60th wedding anniversary, and they all love them. So thank you so much. Oh, anytime, brother. Thank you. I appreciate the... Uh, Keep your chin up. Thank you, babe. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Roberto Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Splendid. How are you? Hey, listen, I want that Studerbagger that's still hopefully sitting at the auction house over that night. Oh, that's DeSoto, excuse me. Yeah. That's sitting out if you at had the, a Studerbagger, um, it'd be a whole different conversation. You'd be calling me from your yacht. Go ahead. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I want to say, too, you know, with um, Pence, you know, the stick a fork in this guy. Anybody, you know, he, he, as soon as he said that he, the American people are not his concern, you double-crossed President Trump. He's done. I would never. You know, it's the thing. Here's the other thing. What does he stand for? I mean, you listen to that blah, blah, blah. Hey, moron. What exactly do you stand for? And then when you start invoking, invoking, you have to slip into Morrow's Park every once in a while. When you are invoking like this, this thing that he did right by God and the Constitution, you better sit in the corner and shut your fracking mouth. That's right. Because the idea that you have the audacity to pretend you're somehow divine, shut your mouth, you freaky-looking moron. Thank you very much. I don't like the alien hairdo either. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Thanks much for is taking my Is that hair call. or is it felt? Because it looks like white felt. Go ahead. I don't know what the hell it is and everything like that. It's probably felt or something like that. Yeah. The guy's a phony. Yeah. Anyways, um, hey, you, when we talk about uh, J6 and everything, you talk, we talk about uh, apps, we talk about uh, all the uh, FBI agents and everything. You mean apps? You mean Ray Epps, the government asset, who was charged two and a half years later? But what about the guys who sit in the hooskow who've never been given their day in cur- court and robbed of their due, deli- or of their, uh, due process? That's all a cover-up thing. That's some phony thing there with that, uh, whatever they did with apps. That's all phony baloney. You watch and see. Okay. But here's the thing, that pipe bomb, that doesn't get enough of uh, uh, interest in everything because I heard about how that thing was sitting on that uh, park bench. There was a uh, car, an unmarked car with two Secret Service guys. Congressman right. Massey. It didn't go nowhere. Phone call comes in. They get out of the car. They go get it. Yeah. Hey, that, was the, that pipe bomb was what they used for an excuse to have all kinds of extra like um, Craig, powers. Craig, you've got to watch during this Massey plays the video. The video has to be watched. Director Ray, in light of information provided to us about the FBI's investigation of the January 6th pipe bombs, in an interview with Assistant Director Stephen Duantuano, Chairman Jordan and I sent you a letter a month ago. Some of the information that we found in that interview was that phone data that could have helped to identify the pipe bomber was corrupted, was unusable. 
he also wasn't sure who found or how the second bomb was found at the DNC. Do you know how the second bomb was found at the DNC? And, and when do you plan on answering our letter? Well, as to the letter, I, I will uh, work with the department to make sure we can figure out what information we can provide. As you know, this is a very active, ongoing investigation, and there are some restrictions. What a Washington whore this guy is. Study, he's been an underling to Comer, to Mueller. You want to talk about a bureaucrat, a Marxist mafia bureaucrat. He was appointed by Trump. That was the problem with Trump. He hung around with scum, like Roger Stone. Scum. On that, but we, yes, we can handle classified on. information, and we fund your department, and so you yeah, need to I provide that. Call me. It's not, respectfully, it's not an issue of classification. It's an issue of commenting on ongoing criminal investigations. It's an issue of covering it up. You know, the way you covered up the asset of the Chinese Communist Party called president now by some, but by me, a dimwit in diapers. It is something that by longstanding department policy, we are restricted in doing. And in fact, the last administration actually strengthened those policies partly. That's because not our policy, though, and we fund you. So let's move on. I could, do you know how the second pipe bomb? Do you, can you tell us how the second pipe bomb was found at the DNC? I, again, I'm not going to get into that here. Nine hundred days ago is when this happened. And you said you had total confidence we'd apprehend the subject. We've found video that looks like somebody, a passerby, miraculously found this pipe bomb at the DNC and then notified the police. Miraculously, I say, because it was specifically the same, the precise time to cause the maximum distraction from the events going on at the Capitol. Can you show this video that we have, please? I'd like to know if the director has seen this. This is somebody with a, with a mask on, wearing a hat. They're walking in front of the DNC, which is out of the view on the right-hand side. You'll see him come into view. He goes to one police car. He goes to another police car. He's holding a backpack. He's got a mask on. He's talking to the police. It wasn't found. It was planted. Take a look at the video. Hey, Ray Ups was charged. Do you really buy that? Ah, me either. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, good pick. Look at you. Little old school. When it comes to old school, Dementia Face did speak this weekend, although he humiliated not just himself but the nation. Come on, man. We'll make it so when I hit the button, it plays. Dude, that means not a joke, everybody. That's why we were defeated in, in 2018 when they tried to do it. We went to 54 states. Yeah, he said it. Well, his boss, Barack, said there were 57. It was my understanding that there would be no math. Now there's 54. Who's next? Granted, she lost her underwear in at least 30 states. And it is with this understanding, this vision... To see what can be unburdened by what has been, that Rev has dedicated his life to building. I know I had him on when I got in the car. I know I had him on. Definitely had panties on. Sergeant Dino. Hey, Sean, listen, uh, we talk about Mike Pence. He always reminds me, is he Clutch Cargo or Johnny Quest with that hairdo? No, he's he's Race Bannon, who was the bodyguard. Oh, here we go. He was the bodyguard. 
Yes, race Bannon. You look that up, kid. Come on. I'm a cartoon aficionado. Kevin, Austin, Texas. The Quest <laughs> bodyguard was that. race Bannon. How many people knew that, kid? Go ahead. I knew that one, the dog yeah. and, the, and the, his little buddy. Yeah, Ray Spanish. Uh-huh. Ray Spanish. And then on music, I'm waiting to hear 8675309. Uh, uh, Listen, we don't take recommendation. This isn't Dick Biondi, God rest his soul. Go ahead. What do you got? Hey, um, I loved uh, uh, the Vegas Ramasamy's explanation as far as why. Uh, have you heard him say that? As far as why January 6th happened? It's because when a voter population is the truth is suppressed for so long, they're going to be upset about it. Yeah, and I had I, the he, clip on Friday. Yes, I did. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, it was great. But anyhow, he talked about him in uh, Florida. I wish you, you wish you were there for the. Uh, I wish I was there, but due to ceremony and the threat of losing fifty percent, I'm here. And I'm unhappy about it. However, um, Vivek yeah, Ramaswamy is look, look, my look, favorite that I want to get cheated in November of 2024. But get cheated, he will. <laughs> Yeah. But anyhow, I love I love the whole point of it. It's about getting involved in the precinct level. Yeah, there he is. He had to get it. Pete two times had to get it in. Doesn't matter when you got Leslie Stahl. What is keeping Leslie Stahl alive? I hear she's dating Jimmy Carter. We need to have uh, a realization that we've got a, about thirty five years worth of oil left in them. Hang on, Jimmy. Hang on. We'll be back in twenty one hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.